All right, let's get into the Word of God. Amen. <laughs> so, this was the first year that we did not have a New Year's Eve service, which we will never do again, just so you know. Amen. <clears throat> and because of that, I'm going to do this morning the way I would have done last night. So we're going to talk about what we believe the Lord is saying to the church for 2023. I've been seeking the Lord. I've listened to other scholars and just hear what God is saying. But there's one thing very clearly that God spoke to me about a few weeks ago that I want to share with you about this coming year. 2022 was was an interesting year for us. I believe at the beginning of 2022, many of us stood with true wonder as to what would take place in this next year. After COVID-19's outbreak and how the world has taken an incredible shift, I think when we stood at the beginning of last year, it was like, well, what do we expect? Is it gonna become really, really bad? Or isn't it? I don't know about you, even though we've had many problems, and there have been many bad things happening in the world, God has been very faithful to us. Amen. We are still in church together. A lot of us still have our jobs. Most of us still have our jobs. God is blessing us in many ways. I'm very grateful to Him for that. Last year, whoa, what was that? Is that me? Is that you? Okay, I still love you, but that was hectic, just so you know. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So can you guys hear me okay? Okay. All right. So last year in 2022, it was the year, prophetic year of the mouth. And the, you know, many people, you know, really spoke about that. Specifically, the, 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 what the Lord, I believe, was trying to tell us was, was you know, what will you say in, in 2022? Are you going to... Are you going to speak his word? Are you going to, you know, speak what he says? And I really believe that that's going to flow into this year as well. I really believe it was the beginning, 2022 of the year, where the church had to begin to make decisions as to what we would do. Would we be obedient? Would we follow his word? Or would we be compromised by this world? I honestly believe that that's very much where we are right now on God's timeline. At the beginning of 2022, many people, including many from pulpits and all kinds of different places, uh, politicians and many, and many people all over the world spoke as though America was finished. How many of you know America is not finished? Amen. And yes, America may be a very divided nation, but I can assure you that as time goes on towards the end of time, there will be a divide, but it will not only be in our nation. It will be a divide between truth and what is not truth, life and death. And no matter where you are in the world, that divide will become stronger and stronger. So don't worry because things are not necessarily going exactly the way we would like them to go. You need to know that God is busy with this nation. And even though our governments may make bad decisions and even decisions that are contrary to God's word, there, are, there is most certainly in this nation a people that love God and serve God with their whole heart. This nation was founded on godly principles. And I believe as we head towards the end of time, 
this nation, at least the church in this nation, will rise up. And I can assure you that God will still use this nation powerfully to touch many nations of the world. Does that mean that things will not go wrong? That does not mean that. Things may go wrong. But God showed us last year that He would begin to bless certain places in our nation. I can honestly say, and I'm very grateful, that Florida is without any question one of those places. And listen, don't get angry with me because Everything you do involves God, including your politics. God is in every area of our lives. From when we wake up in the morning till we close our eyes, and even while you are sleeping, He is in charge and in control. So everything we touch, God is there. And we must live our lives according to His Word, no matter how we feel about whatever. Is that okay? So God is without any question moving in certain places and pockets in our nation. And in fact, I believe that in the coming year, and I think we've already begun to see this, that, that we will begin to see revival break out, almost like fires across our nation that will be extremely powerful, which will lead us into the greatest harvest, harvest that this earth has ever seen. That is coming, I can assure you. Now, I want you to know that in the early church, if they had gotten up and said something like that, I tell you, the whole place would have been shaking because they would be so excited. But, you know, in America, you talk about the coming of the Lord and everybody's like, oh, no, God, please don't come. You know, I've, got a, I've got a tea party at Sue's house next week. You know, please wait for that first. You know, or, you know I'm, I first want to see, my child must first graduate. Listen, Graduate in heaven, man. For goodness sake. You know what I mean? All right. I don't want to talk about that, my dog. All right. But we'll talk more about that this morning. Heading into 2023, I really believe that this world is going to become darker. That's going to happen at the rate with which it is happening is astounding. The rate the darkness on this planet right now is increasing is nothing short of astounding. So the Lord gave me this scripture, Isaiah 60, verse number two. Let's go there. Isaiah 60, verse number two. Now, don't worry. I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm not saying this to upset you. But let's face reality. And let's hear what God has to say. Is that okay? In his word, he says, Isaiah 62, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. The nations of this earth, those that do not serve God, the darkness is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. That's, that's going to happen. And there is a but God. But before we get to the but God, I want to move away from that from just a minute. There are some things that we in the church must take note of that God is saying, I believe to us, very clearly. And, and that's not just something that I'm saying. This is ringing true all over the world right now. There are some things that we must take note of. As God has begun to say, listen, pay attention to my word. There are certain things that we need to make sure 
that we are not allowing to affect us from walking in the fullness of the truth of God's word so that he can bless us. How many of you want to be blessed? So the one thing that God showed me was that you have to make a decision. One of the biggest problems that we as people have is tradition. Now, tradition is not bad. Tradition is a good thing if it's applied correctly. There are certain traditions like like throwing the water over the coach when he wins the football game. Just don't do it when it's below a certain temperature because you'll drop a thing of ice on his head. But that's not a bad tradition. However, there are traditions, even in the church, that will lead people astray. The Bible says this, 1 Timothy 4, verse number 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. It is important that you, as an individual, do your due diligence Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, the Bible says. Don't listen to every wind of doctrine from any pastor, including me. You must make sure that whatever I say is what God says. You must make sure that you haven't grown up in a traditional system where there are certain traditions and beliefs that are clearly unscriptural and will not lead to life in any way. I've grown up with a background from two traditional churches. One was Catholic, the other was uh, Greek Orthodox, half Italian, half Greek, so you know. All Greek, all Italian, quite a combination, okay? (laughs) That's another story for another day. There are certain things that are done in traditional churches, for example, idol prayer, praying to to Mary or praying to idols or, or saints, that is not biblical. Let me tell you something. Oh, let me tell you something. Mary, listen to me. Mary does not want you to pray to her. Yes, she is favored and will be spoken about till we go home to be with Jesus, and we honor her for what she has done. You see, tradition starts correctly with honor, but leads into moral failure and doctrines of demons when it becomes worship. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way, okay? Don't get mad at me. I'm telling you the truth. I don't care what the priest said. I don't care what the papa said. I don't care what the pastor said. But don't worry, I'm going to have a shot at everybody this morning, so relax. (laughs) Okay. Why do I have to do this stuff, Lord, really? You see, it's important that we stick to the truth. Cessationism is a doctrine of demons. There is no way anywhere in Scripture that the gifts of the Spirit or the power of the Holy Spirit ceased with the apostles. It is not biblical. It is not true. 
and will cause you to walk powerlessly. You will have a form of truth and some truth, but why walk in half the truth? Listen, there are many people that believe that are wonderful, loving, God-fearing Christians. I'm not telling them they're unsaved. The, the, Paul speaks about things that they were doing in the early church. They were Christians. And he talks about, and he's warning them about doctrines of demons, things getting into the church that can cause harm to us. Don't leave now, brother. Just stick it out. You'll see. It'll be good. Okay? The Pentecostals are just as bad. We get so super spiritual that God told us everything. And our sin even becomes holy. Come on, man. Do you understand? You cannot ever take anything. Listen, if God says it's wrong, don't tell me that it was a spiritual thing and the Lord showed you. And because you now hear from God that now you've been shown the right way. If it's not what God says in his word, I don't care who came to you in a dream or who showed up in your room. I don't care. Sometimes the charismatic Pentecostal church, we are so super spiritual. We are weird and wonderful. Let's just be wonderful. Let's not be weird. Is that okay? And the poor person that's finally beginning to discover that the power of God truly does exist, that God still does touch people's lives, that He sets people free. Then you come with all your weird stuff. Really? No. That's why Paul wrote a letter to the church in Corinth and said to them, stop being weird. Are you with me, guys? Don't begin to believe, don't believe something just because somebody told it to you. What does God's word say? Things that will lead you astray. Sin is not okay. Sin is bad and causes you harm. Well, don't worry, you just be saved forever. Okay. Just do whatever you like, you'll be fine. No. It will eventually catch up to you and destroy you. Most certainly affect your destiny. Thank God for grace. But don't make a mockery of it. Are you with me, guys? Now, I don't want to talk about everything. We can get into so much. I want you to understand that you must, at this time, more than any time, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and make sure that you check everything out with God's Word, including things that you have believed for years. You need to make sure. You need to do your due diligence. Walk in the light as He is in the light. Amen. The other thing that affects us so much is culture. Culture. Our culture affects us. And this is very heavy when it comes to our children. You have no idea how your children are being brainwashed. And then one day they arrive home and tell you that they're not sure whether they're a boy or a girl. And you want to know why. It's because they have been told by the culture that that's normal. The Bible tells us that Jesus said that the sign of his coming will be this. That in the last days it will be as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
and then the days of Noah. Let me tell you something. We are most certainly in those times. Whether we're at the beginning or the end, I do not know. But we are in those times and it is rapidly declining. Little children that don't know whether they're a boy or a girl. When I was a little boy, I wanted to ride my bike and kick the soccer ball outside. I wasn't thinking about or being suggested to that, listen, I have a choice. I can't even choose my own lunch, man, when I'm six years old. Listen, if I tell my six-year-old son, what would you like for lunch today, boy? Cookies and pizza. That's about it. And he wants soda for sure. And I'm like, no. No, but you must give him his choice, you know. What are you talking about? Do not submit. Amen. Thank you. Sit down, please. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate that. Wonderful. Amen. Okay. The problem is that's so serious. You know, I was telling you about how Florida is, 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 is a blessed state in, in many ways. But did you know that here in Vero Beach, in our little school committee, what do they call it? School board. That this battle is taking place. The one I'm telling you about is taking place here in Little Vero Beach. And half of you haven't got a clue about it. It's not okay. It's not okay. I am not okay with it. And I know that you are not okay with it. Amen. I taught just a few weeks ago about a little spoil, a little leaven spoils the whole loaf. Guys, don't, don't compromise to be the nice guy. It will cost you everything in the long run. And when your kids get to 19, 20 years old, it's too late. You should have taught them right when they were little. Now you must do your best, whatever you can. Thank God that he's always a restorer. And the word of the Lord today will give you a tremendous amount of hope. I want you to know, the Bible says this, raise your children in the ways of the Lord and they will not depart from it. I said to my wife in the car, God, please help me to know what that means. Because today we want to do it our way. We think we have a better solution to the way the Bible says. And then unfortunately, even times where people will take a scripture and then totally abuse it. But we need to do things the way he says. And listen, when, when a child goes wayward or loses their way, that doesn't mean the parents did everything wrong. If you hold on to that scripture, and I'm gonna teach you something this morning, guys, that you must never forget, but you'll have to wait for that. If you, hold, if you hold on and you pray and seek the Lord, I can tell you now, your children that have gone wayward, they will come back. They will come back. They will come back. All right, 2 Timothy 3, verse number one. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. 
and they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents. Children take note, ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasures rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Stay away from people like that. We have to be firm in what we believe in this time. Stand true to what Scripture says. If you want God to bless you while things get worse in this world, the only way it's going to happen, guys, is if we stand up for what is truly true and real, which is the Word of God. Listen, Jesus was so amazing. He says that He's the only way, but He also says that He is the life. The only way you experience true, true life is Him. There is no other way. And, and he said this, that he was the Word. John said he was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus is the Word. In other words, the only way to true truth, to true life, to true light is His Word. There is no other way. It doesn't matter what politicians say. It doesn't matter what this one says. It doesn't matter what that preacher says. What does God say? What does His Word say? Are you with me? The other thing that I feel very strongly that I must make you aware of is this. 2 Peter 3, verse number 1. Are you all okay this morning? All right. 2 Peter 3, verse number 1. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. Do you see how they use the word of God as though there is nothing outside of it? What it says will surely come to pass. And the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water. In other words, listen, you must know something, and I'm here to tell you this morning, that Jesus is coming again. Hear me out, church, please. He is coming. I can assure you, as this pastor stands on this pulpit right now before you, whether you're in the sanctuary or watching online, Jesus is coming again. He is coming again. And you must be ready. You must know that He's coming. If there's 10 virgins, be like the five that's lamps were filled with oil. Not the ones that knew about it, but just didn't stay or live their life according to the way He desires for us to, so that we can be blessed. Are you with me? Be ready for His coming. Does that mean that I must now pack a cellar, stop work, wait for His coming? No, of course not. Live and plan as though you will live until you are old and die. But live every day ready like He's coming the next day. 
Do you know how many times I've had people come to me? True story. More than once. Pastor Alex, you know, I want to give my life to the Lord, but I'm just, I'm just not ready. Why? Because you love the darkness too much. You want to stay there. I know it's nice. Some of that stuff is nice for a little while. Are you with me? Let's go to John 3.18. I'm almost done. Then we're going to take communion this morning together. I'm going to give you the word of the Lord in just a moment. God has something to say to you this morning. I believe this with all my heart. While I was praying just a few weeks ago, God gave me this word for 2023. I haven't shared that with you yet, okay? <laughs> John 3.18. He who believes in me is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men love the darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come into the light lest his deeds should be exposed. This next part is really good. But he who does the truth, the truth, the word, follows the word, comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Listen, when you choose to follow his word, when you choose to follow the, the God, he will cause you to become that light. The Bible talks about us as salt and light. Let's go to Matthew 5 verse 13. Matthew 5 verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. This is you. But if the salt has lost its taste, its strength, its quality, how can its saltiness be restored? It is not good for anything any longer, but to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure, but on a lampstand. It gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence. Oh, that's good. And your praiseworthy, noble and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. If you stand up, if you stand true, if you hold on to the truth of God's word in 2023, let me tell you, God will bless you. The likes of which you have never seen Him bless you before. He is going to bless you. Things will get darker, but you will become more blessed in 2023. The hand of the Lord is coming on His church and He's going to set them up and place them in places for people to see. He's going to give you a voice to speak because your voice must be heard. If your voice is the voice of truth, are you with me? When I was praying, I said to the Lord, Lord, what must I tell the church? The Lord said to me, that this will be a year where many will come back. That many will come back. A few weeks ago, one Saturday night, I believe God gave us a preview of that for our children. If you were here, you'll know what I'm talking about. It was one of the most powerful services I've had, I've, I've experienced in many years, where we began to pray for children that were lost. And the presence of God came in this place and people were weeping and wailing and crying out to God for their lost children. 
But I believe that that goes beyond our lost children. I believe there are many that have walked with God but have lost their way. Many that have become lukewarm. Many that are, have, don't go to church anymore. They, they're not participating in anything Christian anymore. They, they, they're undercover. But I believe that God is going to begin in 2023 to bring them back. They're going to come back. Their story will be so powerful and so great. Your children will come back. Your parents will come back. Your brothers and sisters will come back. Those that you know that, that have served the Lord in the past but aren't right now, they will come back. This is the year that God is going to bring them back before He begins to prepare His bride for the greatest hour. Moses has one of the greatest comeback stories. He commits murder, runs away into the wilderness. It looks like it's over. Put yourself in that position. It looks over. And God visits him and says to him, I'm going to send you back. There are many that will be just like Moses and will still become the deliverer that God has called them to be. Peter, who denies the Christ, Think about it, denies Jesus. His comeback story is one that is epic, better than most movies could ever portray the reality of it. Can you imagine denying Jesus while he's watching you, hanging? He's watching you and you deny him. But Peter came back because of grace and mercy and love and who God had called him to be long before he was even born. You know people like that. I know people like that. And let their comeback be great. Let their comeback be epic. Let their comeback be powerful. Those children, those family members, those people that you know. Lord, we call them back. We call them into your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Come on, there must be someone you know. Hallelujah. If nothing else, if you're watching online and you're still hiding because of COVID, come back to church. Come back. It's time. Come back. The church is about to enter its greatest time ever. Don't watch it from home. Come back. Amen. Come back to your first love. Come back. You might even be sitting here this morning. And maybe your life hasn't been quite where it should be. Your comeback starts this morning. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Well, you know, Pastor Alex, I'm not quite ready. No, be ready now. Do it now. The word of the Lord is loud and clear. And I can assure you, after I've spoken, go listen. God is wanting to bless His church. He's going to bless His church. But don't be watching from the sideline. Be a part of it. Be a part of it. Am I telling you that everything's going to be wonderful in 2023? Absolutely not. I'm not telling you that. Things are going to go wrong. Things are going to go bad on this planet. But you will be His remnant that He will rise up in this hour. You will see the hand of the Lord upon you and you will see many that will come back. And part of the reason why they will come back 
is because of the light that will shine out of you. And that's what God wanted me to share with you. I really believe that with all my heart. We'll be blessed. As the world gets darker, so the light will increase in the church. The divide between true and false will become even more evident in the days that lie ahead. Much more evident. There will be shakings in the body of Christ, no question. You'll see it. Even in the media, you'll see it. What should we do? Stay close to God. Draw near to Him. This is not a time to compromise. Choose His word over everything. Run your household, your wife, the way you take care of your family, the way you run your business according to the Word of God. Don't mess around right now. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Are you with me? And then watch how those around you will begin to come back as we move forward into, from 2023 into the next few years. Amen. Amen. Can I ask the ushers to begin the communion? Please, <clears throat> they're going to hand out the communion elements. Please don't take them. We're going to take them all together. Amen. So it's a good word, right? Amen. 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 I'm just going to, I'm going to have a sip of water. <laughs> while they hand out the elements this morning. <clears throat> I'm going to read from Matthew 26, verse 26. This is when Jesus was with his disciples at the Last Supper. This is what he said. Matthew 26, verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The good news, guys, is that God is merciful. The Bible says his mercy is everlasting. And the good thing for you and I is that whenever we have an opportunity to come before the Lord and make right with Him. Take the opportunity. Don't waste it. Are you with me? I honestly believe that one of the reasons why communion was set up was a time where God created for us to remember the sacrifice, to, to proclaim his, his death until He comes, but also for us to remember, just to remember and to take a moment and examine our own hearts. Paul goes on in his teachings in Corinthians, and he teaches us that we should examine our hearts in communion. I've said all of this this morning, and if you're sitting here and your life is not right with God, make right with Him now. Commit your life to Him now. If your family's 
going through all kinds of things as a family, come together. Do it after the service. Come together. Make right. Forgive one another. Amen. Amen. Does everybody have the elements? Does anybody not have the elements? Can you see by a show of hands? Just those in the back there? Okay. Just a few more minutes. Got it? Everybody got it? All right. We're going to take a moment, bow our heads, and just speak to the Lord this morning. It's the end of a year. It's the beginning of a new day, the beginning of a new year. The Bible says, examine your hearts before the Lord. Let's take a moment. Let's thank Him. Let's, let's give honor and glory to His name. And let's look forward to this new year. Let's make commitment to Him this morning that we're going to serve Him with our whole heart this next year. Let's do that now. So, Father, this morning, we thank you for grace, for mercy. We thank you, Father, for sending your only son, Jesus, your one and only begotten son, to die for us so that we could have life and life more abundant. Father, this morning, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. In this first day of the year, Lord, we give thanks to you. We love you. We honor you. Lord, I pray that as we move forward in this new year, that your hand would be upon us. We love you and we, we are so thankful, God, for the blood of Jesus, for the body that was broken so we could have life and have it more abundantly. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus took the bread and he said, take, eat, this is my body. In the same manner, he took the cup and said, take drink, this is my blood. Father, this morning, we come together as a church, as a congregation, a small part of your body all over the world. I pray, God, that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear that that you desire to say to us, that we would be sensitive to you, Holy Spirit, that we would allow you to lead us and to guide us, to show us truth and things to come. We truly are grateful to you, God, for everything that you have done. And as we look towards this new year, I pray, God, that your hand would be upon every person in this place, that your angels would surround them, their families, their loved ones, and Lord, according to this word that we have from you, I pray, let this be a year, Lord, where they begin to come back. Our lost family, friends, people we know, let them come back all over the world, God. Let them come back. Let the church begin to prepare and adorn herself for when you come back, Lord Jesus. We truly are grateful. We truly love you. And we are thankful for grace and mercy and love. 
thankful for life and life more abundant. Now I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Spirit be with each of you in this week and in this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week. Amen.